0: If you're glad to be in this house of God tonight, would you open your Bible to Ezekiel chapter 1. Ezekiel chapter 1. Such a joy and blessing to be able to be with God's people. I'm glad I'm part of the family of God. Been washed in the fountain, cleansed by the blood. And it's a joy, unspeakable and full of glory, to be able to be with God's people. And to just sing about Jesus. The book of Ezekiel was written by a priest and the priest, Ezekiel, written during the Babylonian captivity when the people of God were in the captivity for having disobeyed the Lord. There's always a high wage for sin. The wages of sin have never been altered. Be not deceived, God has not mocked whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. But there's a wideness in God's mercy like the wideness of the sea. And from the depths of the captivity, right in the middle of the hurt that the people of God were experiencing in Babylon, God gave Ezekiel a vision. And we want to read about it. May we pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for this hour tonight. We pray for all of our dear people, some who are traveling back from that Ohio mission, others who are on their way for training in the Pensacola uh, focus. We pray tonight for those of our folks who are in the hospitals and some who are facing some surgery during the coming week pray for chuck cowan who will be operated on tomorrow we pray for gene hayes who will have surgery early this week pray for others of our folks who are passing through some very serious testings and trials may the lord's grace be sufficient and father we pray that You will open the Word of God to us tonight, that we might comprehend and understand it. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to read some selected sections from chapter 1, beginning in the verse, first verse. Now, it came to pass in the thirtieth year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Chabar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. Now remember that Ezekiel was a priest. He had been in Jerusalem. He had been carried captive to Babylon. Sometimes they would say to those dear Christian people, God's people, I call them Christian, they were God's people, sing us a song about Zion. They had hung their harps on willow trees and they wept. They said, how can we sing a song about Zion in a foreign land? Now, in the midst of that darkness and captivity and the people knew they were there for their sins, they knew why they were there. They knew they were guilty because, you see, sin brings guilt and sin brings judgment, sin brings discipline. And they knew where they were there. But in the midst of that captivity, one day Ezekiel was out by the river Chabar and God spoke to him. He had a vision, and he saw something exciting. Verse 3, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Chabar, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud, a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it. And out of the midst of it, like the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire. Also out of the midst of it came the likeness of four living creatures, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Everyone had four faces, and everyone had four wings. And Their feet were straight feet. The sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot, and they sparkled like the color of burnished bronze. They had the hands of a man under their wings on the four sides, and they four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went, they went every one straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man and the face of a lion on the right side. They four had the face of an ox on the left side, and they four had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces, and their wings were stretched upward. Two wings of every one joined one to another, and two covered their bodies. They went every one straight forward. Wherever the Spirit was to go, they went, and they turned not when they went. It's interesting to remember that these heavenly beings are called in chapter 10, cherubs. And if you remember the tabernacle in the wilderness and the temple that Solomon built, in the inner part of that tabernacle and in the innermost part of the temple was a holy place, and beyond the veil was the Holy of Holies. And there was the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was guarded by two cherubs. And the Hebrews understood the presence of God to dwell there. Once a year, the priest would go beyond the veil and offer a blood sacrifice for sin on that gold mercy seat the meeting place between God and man. Now Ezekiel is removed from the temple. He's removed from the tabernacle. He's removed from Jerusalem. He's over in a foreign land out by the river Chabar, and he has this vision, and behold the cherubs he sees. And he's sensing the presence of God. And in verse 13, as for the likenesses of the living creatures, Their appearance was like burning coals of fire, and like the appearance of lambs, lamps, and it went up and down among the living creatures, and the fire was bright, and out of the fire went forth lightning, and the living creatures ran and returned like the appearance of a flash of lightning. Now, as I beheld the living creatures, behold, one wheel upon the earth by the living creatures with its four faces, the appearance of the wheels and their work was like the color of beryl. They had four Uh, They four had uh, one likeness. Their appearance and their work was, as it were, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. When they went, they went upon their four sides. They turned not when they went. As for their rims, they were so high that they were dreadful, and their rims were full of eyes round about them four. And when the living creatures went, the wheels went by them, and when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. Wherever the Spirit was to go, they went there, and there was there the Spirit to, to go. The wheels were lifted up beside them, for the Spirit of the living creature was in the wheels. When those went, these went, and when those stood still, these stood, and when they, those were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up beside them, for the Spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels." And the likeness of the firmament upon the heads of the living creature was like the color of the terrible crystal stretched forth over their heads above. And under the firmament were their wings straight, the one toward the other. Every one had two which covered on this side, and every one had two which covered on that side their bodies. And when they went, I heard the noise of their wings like the noise of great waters, like the voice of the Almighty, and the voice of speech like the noise of a host when they stood they let down their wings. And there was a voice from the firmament that was over their heads when they stood and had let, not, had, had let down their wings. And above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne, like the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the st- throne was the likeness of the appearance of a man above upon it. And I saw like the color of amber, like the appearance of fire round about within it, from the appearance of its loins, even upward, and from the appearance of its loins even downward I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire. And it had brightness round about, like the appearance of the bowl that is in the cloud in the day of rain. So was the appearance of the brightness round about. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face, and I heard a voice of one that spoke. Now in order to get the full force of what Ezekiel is seeing... Would you hold your finger there and turn to Revelation chapter 1? Revelation, the first chapter. <clears throat> and in verse 12, Revelation 1, 12. And I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the le- seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man clothed with a garment down to the foot and girded about the breast with a golden girdle. His head and his hair were like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like the flame of fire, and his feet like fine bronze, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice like the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Ezekiel saw the wheel. And there's an old black spiritual used to say, Ezekiel saw the wheel way up in the middle of the air. Ezekiel saw the wheel way up in the middle of the air. The little wheel run by faith and the big wheel run by the grace of God. Ezekiel saw the wheel way up in the middle of the air. What was the significance of what Ezekiel saw? Down in, by the river Chabar, down in hopeless captivity, the people of God being disciplined for their sins, God said, Ezekiel, I'm here too. I don't only dwell in Jerusalem. I'm right here where you need me and I have something to say to you I have a message to bring to you and the entire unfolding of one of the greatest prophecies anywhere to be found in the Bible is unfolded in the presence of the glory of God from Ezekiel not in a temple not in a tabernacle not in a church but out by a river where God appeared to him like a wheel in a wheel way up in the middle of the air. And Ezekiel saw the glory of God. And the glory of God is none less than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. When the Bible says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, The glory of God is the manifestation of God, the visible appearance of God. And the Scripture tells us many times that that manifestation of God, all that can be known about God, all that can be revealed about God, is seen in His Son, Christ Jesus the Lord. Now as an outgrowth of this, God gives Ezekiel some important instructions. In chapter 2, Rather, chapter 3, he says in verse 15, Then I came to them at the captivity, and dwelt by the river Chabar, and I saw where they sat, sat where they sat, and remained there overwhelmed among them seven days. It came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth, and give them warning from me, When I say unto the wicked thou shalt surely die and thou givest him no warning nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity but I will require but his blood will I require at thine hand yet if thou warn the wicked and he turns not from his wickedness nor from his wicked way he shall die in his iniquity but thou hast delivered thy soul here God has given Ezekiel a great commission. He says, I have set you as a watchman unto the house of Israel. I have something to say to you. And beloved, everybody that sees the glory of God, everybody that comes face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ, receives not only cleansing, first of all conviction for sin, Isaiah cried out, Woe is me, for I am undone. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Mine eyes have seen the King. Mine eyes have seen the Lord. I'll die. God said, You won't die. But he sent some live coals to touch Isaiah's tongue. And then Isaiah said, I'm cleansed. And he heard a voice saying, Who will I send? Who will go for me? And Isaiah said, Here am I, Lord. Here am I. Send me, send me. Every person that sees the manifestation of God in Jesus Christ, every man, woman, boy, girl, whoever comes under the conviction of the Holy Spirit and sees Jesus will receive conviction of sin. And if he opens his heart to Christ, he'll receive cleansing from sin. And then he'll hear a word and receive a commission. And that's what Ezekiel received. A commission. Son of man, I have set thee a watchman under the house of Israel. God has planned for His people, called by His name, to be watchmen in a wicked, perverse world. And we're not to just be watchmen about other men's sins, we're to be watchmen concerning those who do not know about the glory of God and go and warn them and urge them and plead with them to come to Jesus. That was Ezekiel's mission, and he tried to follow that mission. That's the mission God has given us. Son of man, I've set thee a watchman to the house of Bowling Green. I've set thee a watchman to the house of America. I've set thee as a watchman to the house of where you dwell, where you work, where you serve. You're to be a watchman when you see the wicked thing approaching and you do not warn to that wicked man to turn from his way. He'll die in his iniquity, but, but if you do not warn him, he'll die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at your hand. And so God has given us a soul-winning commission. A commitment, a commission, a call, a word to go and tell everybody we can find and plead with them to urge, and urge them to leave an old way and follow Christ and His way. This is God's will. You heard the story of that terrible accident in New Orleans years and years ago. We've had a sequel to it in the last few years, when in an awful cloudy day or night it was, an awful mist over Lake Pontchartrain, and a ship hit one of the piers, and a portion of the, sh- of the bridge was, was torn away, and a Greyhound bus, some others went down. I'm going to ask some adult to go, please, on the back row and help us back there with the, one of the girls that's having a tough time. Thank you for helping us with that. Thank you so much. That's great. God bless you. All right. Now, that was years ago. That, this is something that happened recently, but years ago there was a time when in the night a portion of the, sh- of the bridge was missing. And some cars had gone down in, over the bridge into Lake Pontchartrain. One of the men <clears throat> who had gone down in, in the car was able to get out. Somehow he was able to swim to shore. And he went up to the bridge and he realized that there were other cars coming. And they would come and go over that bridge, precipice into the water, into certain death. And so he stood, hour after hour, and he waved his handkerchief, and he yelled and screamed at cars to stop. He urged them to stop. Scores of them just went right on whizzing by, and they wouldn't stop. And there's a man that tells the story from inside of a car. He said, I was approaching the bridge, and as I, it was, it was in the middle of the night, and as I came up on Lake Pontchartrain Bridge, I saw a wild man. I thought surely he was out of his mind, and he was waving his handkerchief, and he was screaming at me, and I was scared to death of him. And I was afraid he'd escape from some insane asylum, and I didn't want to stop. But somehow he ran wildly out in front of my car, and screamed, and hollered, and pled with me to stop. And just to avoid killing him, I stopped my car. And the man screamed, and out of his mind almost told me that the bridge was out. And he said, I didn't believe him, and I was afraid. But I got out of the car, and I was just about three feet from going over into that awful abyss. Now, that's a true story I just told you. And I want to tell you, God was saying, Ezekiel, that's what I want you to do. I want you to stand out there. The bridge is out. There's a terrible judgment ahead. There's an awful midnight gloom. There's a terrible hell ahead. And I want you to warn them to turn and turn back to me. And Ezekiel spent the rest of his ministry in Babylonian captivity doing that. But one of the saddest things in his ministry is found in chapter 22. In verse 20, verse 30 of chapter 22, as Ezekiel was serving as this watchman, he said, I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it but I found none. Ezekiel is saying, I wanted to pass on the same commission that had come to me. And I went searching through the forsaken debris of humanity that felt so keenly this captivity. And I was looking for somebody else who would accept the story, who would accept the commission, who would see the glory of God. And I looked, and I looked And I looked, but I found no man. Oh, my friend, you and I are watchmen. And sometimes we look for people. We try to find somebody. I believe God wants every Christian to reproduce himself. I believe God wants every believer to reproduce himself. Find somebody he can win to faith in Christ. Help that person to grow in the Lord. Help that person to become a disciple. Sometimes we cry out, Oh, my soul, I've looked, I've looked, and I've found no man, nobody, nobody. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever tried to go fishing for souls? Somebody slammed a door in your face ever gone fishing for souls somebody said well I'll tell you I'm just gonna visit around you ever gone fishing for souls They said well I'll tell you I used to be a Christian but it was too hard and I just quit you go fishing for souls you find people with every excuse imaginable and you feel like quitting but Ezekiel couldn't quit why not because he didn't get discouraged. Not because there weren't any obstacles in the way. Not because there weren't some doors that he couldn't get through. The reason Ezekiel couldn't quit is because he had seen a wheel in a wheel. He had seen the glory of God. And I want to ask you if you've seen the glory of God. When people get quit and they just want to quit, and they want to get defeated, and they want to get discouraged, and they want to withdraw from the game of spiritual life. More often than not, it's because the vision of the wheel on the wheel has gotten dim. The vision of the glory of God and the one whom we're serving has gotten sort of dim. Sometimes we think we're doing it for people. I believe we ought to go out and try to win souls because souls are lost. But my beloved friend, that's not the reason we go. We ought to go out and try to win the lost because we love them. That's not the reason we go. You say, Preacher, is that not the reason? Hold on. We ought to go out and reach souls because they're on their way to hell. That's not the reason. The reason we must go Is because we've seen a wheel and a wheel. We've seen the glory of God, and we know the end of the story, and we know what we're inviting them to. And we heard a voice saying, I've made you a watchman. I've made you a watchman. And we've got the orders from the king, and that's the reason we go. You men who have served in the military, you went to Vietnam, That's that the reason you went? That's a good reason. But that's not the real reason. If you were drafted, you went because you got greetings from Uncle Sam. You got a word from the king, and you went because you were told to go. Now, my friend, we've gotten a word from the king. We've seen a wheel and a wheel. We've seen the glory of God. And all the king's horses, and all the king's men, and all the hosts of hell, and all the discouragements, and all the lambasting, and all the criticism, and all the sins, and all the discouragements, and all the failures of people cannot stop a man or a woman who has seen the king and heard the voice of God. I want to ask you, if you heard his voice lately? Have you leaned your elbow on the windowsill of heaven and looked to God before you approached the day? And let God fill your heart and your breast and your life. And let Him just fill you up with Himself. And then let Him send you out so you couldn't quit. Ezekiel did it. My friend, that's what we need. That song is so precious to me. Ezekiel saw the wheel way up in the middle of the air, the big wheel run by faith, the little wheel run by the grace of God, a wheel and a wheel. Ezekiel saw the wheel, and he couldn't quit. He just had to keep on going. I wish I had time to tell you all the other things Ezekiel saw. Maybe I will on other Sunday nights. But some of the precious things that have blessed my soul, Concerning this dear man Ezekiel I want to share with you just one or two from this beautiful garden That's been such a blessing And I know it will be a blessing to you In Ezekiel 24, one of the saddest verses in the whole Bible You ought to mark it in your Bible if you haven't already marked it Ezekiel said The word of the Lord came unto me saying son of man behold i take away from thee the desire of thine eyes with a stroke that was his wife yet neither shalt thou mourn nor weep neither shall thy tears run down forbear to cry make no mourning for the dead bind thy turban upon thee and put on thy shoes upon thy feet and cover not thy lips and eat not the bread of men so i spoke unto the people in the morning And at evening, my wife died. I did did in the morning as I was commanded. The greatest hurt that ever came to Ezekiel was when the desire of his heart was taken away. And she died. God said, Ezekiel, you can't give up because you've had this problem. You can't give up because you've had a death in your family. You can't give up because your wife died. The dearest thing you have has been taken away, but you don't have time for mourning. Ezekiel, you get up and go and declare the word. Go out with my message. You don't have forever. And so I spoke unto the people in the morning, and at evening my wife died. And I did in the morning as I was commanded. Oh, my friend, Have you seen the vision of God like that? So that no matter what the hurdle, no matter what the discouragement, no matter what the burden, you've seen the glory of God a wheel in a wheel, and you must go with that blessed story, with God's commission. I must close but there's something else Ezekiel saw the dead bones in a valley he saw the vision of Israel in defeat utterly destitute this is the clearest picture in the Old Testament of the utter Despicable condition of God's people. God took Ezekiel in chapter 37 to a high mountain. He looked out and he saw all the dry bones. And he said, Who are they, Lord? God said, It's the whole house of Israel. They're dead, they're defeated, discouraged. God said, Ezekiel, can these bones live? and I like what Ezekiel said he'd learned a big lesson by now he didn't say Lord I got all the answers I know it all he said Lord you know you know I don't know you know Lord and God said Ezekiel do you believe my word preach to him <laughs> start preaching to those dead bones dead you just start preaching my word and Ezekiel started preaching and the bones came to bones started knitting shin bone to shin bone ankle bone to ankle bone and on and on and on until the whole army of those dry bones was together then God said Ezekiel my, my bones will my will my people live again again Ezekiel said Lord you know have you gotten to the place in life where you face all these questions and all these hurdles and, you, and somebody says, gives you a question and it's beyond your judgment, beyond your wisdom. Have you gotten to the point where you say, Lord, you know, you know, and I'm available for you. God said, Ezekiel, preach to the wind tell the wind to come. And the word for wind is the word for spirit. Preach to the spirit. And Ezekiel, God's man, who had seen a wheel and a wheel, the glory of God, and he became God's watchman to the house of Israel and was willing to be used by God, so much so that when his wife died, he just kept on going. Ezekiel started preaching to the Spirit. I want to tell you that's something. When you and I can get to a point in our lives where we have such communion with God, we have such relationship, fellowship with the Lord, that we can be influential as the Holy Spirit moves. And Ezekiel preached to the Spirit, and the wind came and gave breath to that whole army, and the army stood upon its feet. And God said, Ezekiel, that's a picture That's a prophecy of what's going to happen in the latter days. And so it came to pass. We are seeing now that whole army of Israel moving back to their homeland in direct answer to the prophecy of Ezekiel. There's more and more, but that's enough to say to us when we've seen the wheel in a wheel And we've seen the glory of God, and we've heard the voice of Jesus. Nothing, nothing, nothing can stop us. We must go, not defeated, not deterred, not discouraged, not giving up, but just go and hide our heartaches till after a while and ask the reasons when we see him some people in this auditorium have been defeated you've been hurt you've been discouraged some of you have had your homes torn apart some of you have had your dearest people in the world to you taken away taken from your arms in death some of you have had others hurt you some of you have been hurt by others some of you have hurt others if you're God's child if you're the child of the king and you've seen a wheel and a wheel and you've seen the glory of God, nothing can stop you. We just get up and go. To do what? To be God's watchman in a dark and perverse world. Are you willing? Will you accept that challenge? Will you be what God wants? Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for that noble man, Ezekiel. Thank you for the faith that you gave him to just keep on keeping on in the face of trials and difficulties and hurdles and hurts. And Lord, we pray that you will speak to your people in this place. Some right here. Who need the healing balm of Gilead anoint them with a salve of the Spirit and some who have seriously reckoned in their hearts with just quitting on you Lord make fresh that vision of the wheel in the wheel God's glory and some in this place who have never seen the glory of God, never seen Jesus, never received Him, we pray that Thy Holy Spirit will touch those hearts and draw them by the bands of God's love tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand, please? I'd like to ask Brother Jerry to come and lead us in, just as I am, without one plea but that thy blood was shed for me." And as we sing this, this is God's invitation. It isn't mine. It's Jesus' invitation. Beloved friend, if you're here tonight and you don't know the Lord, come to him. If you're here and you've been defeated and discouraged, you're about to quit God. Just renew your heart in Him where you stand. Whatever the Holy Spirit whispers in your heart, do it. Let Jesus have His way, for His way is always best. Just as I am without one plea, but that Thy blood was shed for me. There are some in this room who if you died tonight, you'd go to hell. Not because I'm saying so, but because God's Word says wages of sin is death unless that wage is canceled by the blood if you've never applied the blood of Christ to your heart to your sins you're lost you're on your way to hell and I plead with you to come to Christ tonight what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood the blood needs to be applied first As we're saved but then after we're saved we allow sin physical or spiritual to get into our system whether it's sins of the flesh or sins of the spirit we need to apply the blood we can easily understand that we need to be forgiven for adultery But I wonder if sometimes we understand we need to be forgiven for resentments, for pharisaicalism, for unforgiveness. We need to apply the blood and let the blood of Jesus cleanse from sin. Whatever the burden tonight, burdens are lifted at Calvary. While we sing, is there somebody that ought to come tonight Commit your life to Jesus Christ. Will you do it?